Quick note at the top, I hosed up a couple things messing with my microphones and it's a little noisy. And there's some extended static. A little annoying, but you can still hear the conversation. And it's only for a short time. Sorry about that. Also, you can hear dog sounds and snoring, but you always could. Dog sounds are an essential part of the show. Just keep in mind, that's what that weird fucking sound is. Here's the thing. We're a team of thieves. And when you do this, you're bound to make enemies. Sometimes those enemies come looking for revenge. Truth be told, we help the wrong person steal the wrong thing. We didn't mean to unleash the greatest evil the world has ever known. But we're gonna fix it. So how do we pull that off? Uh... Figure it out over a drink? Probably best. You need They give us a fighting chance. We're gonna need strength. You got this, right? I know you don't. We also need courage. Magic. And you. What is that again? It's an owl there. Let's go! Be warned. There is evil here. I'm glad he's on our side. This one's dangerous. But whatever happens. We'll be ready. What is it exactly that you bring to this? I'm a planner. I make plans. You've already made the plan, so... If the existing plan fails, I make a new plan. So you make plans that fail? No. He also plays the loot. Not relevant. Wow. Uh, welcome to Movie Humpers. I'm your host, Bob Sham. Usually, I'm co-hosting with my wife, Angela. Yes. She is not here, but now we have a, a joining us here today is... Uh, what? What is your name? No, okay, so it is still me. Oh, shit. Um, I know I look very different. It's because I've made a decision. I've made a life decision. I want to go live in the land of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, we were discussing this yesterday. Uh, you um, really fell into that world pretty hard. And I think there were a few things that, like, triggered that. Oh, my God. One being Catman Baby. Where the, the paladin Listen, rescues the cat baby. You have to understand that I actually cried. Yeah. Because of how much I wanted to hold that baby. Look, you... I don't cry about actual real babies. But cat man baby, not kitten, cat and person combined, cat and a baby oh. combined, cat people. I mean, she, she saw the cat. She she saw cat people. She lost her fucking shit. She, I swear to God, in the car yesterday, she said, <laughs> "I would marry one of the cat people and have a cat baby." <laughs> she did. fucking said that when she got home. She starts picking up our cats and holding them like babies <laughs> i'm not making this shit up she did this shit there's a lot of crazy shit i just make up i'm not making this up she's holding the cats like they were the cat baby that the paladin rescued from the mm -hmm. the giant fish yes so you wanted so <laughs> so we were gone and there were other things that she uh was all about in this world but 
you became, I think, I think this movie turned you into a big Dungeons and Dragons fan. Okay, okay, okay. But I will never play that game. <laughs> I tried once in high, a couple times in high school. I hate it. I hate improv. I hate making up things. Mm. I can play a game all day where you're rolling dice and it tells you exactly what you have to do. But I don't, I don't want to tell the story. I'm not well down for that. But I think your experience was with lame nerds, babe, with like a shit ass sense of humor. It wasn't D and D, but a few years ago, one of our best friends, who I love so very dearly, Ginger, who I know may be the only person who listens to this, <laughs> we're new, you know, <laughs> convinced me to please play. An adventure game of that sort. Yeah. And I didn't want to, but I really tried, and I hated every second of it. Yeah. But tell me a story set in that space that is funny. Yeah. I'm down. I think the sense of humor for a Dungeons and Dragons story that we got in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Bless you to one of our dogs. We went to the movies and saw this. Yes. Directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. John Francis Daly. John Francis Daly. Daly. From Freaks and Geeks, one of the kids from there. He was the the main family's kid. Yeah. And then apparently he was on one of those, like, forensic mystery sort of shows for like a decade. Sure. He also co-wrote it with Jonathan Goldstein. Yeah. I'm not sure which Jonathan Goldstein this is. There used to be an NPR comedy show on uh, called Wiretap. That, that, that was hosted by yeah. a guy named Jonathan Goldstein. I used to listen to that. But there's a lot of Goldsteins in the world. Meh. But anyway, I say humor, quote unquote, because nothing, you know, there's just, there's a world of things that are like meant to be funny, but just aren't. Sure. The Blues Brothers, <laughs> uh, Billy Crystal's Jazz Man impersonation, <laughs> and um, like a lot of TikToks are like that. Mm. And of course, we got in what NPR thinks is funny, like Prairie Home Companion. Sure, like sure. That. But this is not anything to do with that because this was a movie mm-hmm. about dungeons. And big, fat, adorable dragon. Dra- you loved the fat dragon. There was a I fat dragon. I love there. that dragon. Here's the other reason I need to go live in this world. I want to go cuddle that dragon. Yeah, you're you were you're convinced that that dragon would have liked you, and you would have been <laughs> able to snuggle with it. What if I brought it stuff? I don't think this is the thing. Same Jonathan Goldstein from Wiretap. Okay. But the, these two, these guys did uh, write Spider Man Homecoming, which is the best the of those, best the best of one. those, those uh, of the, those yeah. of those specific Spider Man movies. Yes, I know everyone thinks the third one is great, and it was fine. But the first one was actually way better. I thought mm. the best of the three. Um, but yeah, so you don't have any now. You you want to live in that world? Yeah, yeah. Are you wanting to roll a character here? You don't have to play. You don't, we're not, we're not going to make you go in the back of a Magic the Gathering card store and play. Okay. But would would you like any powers? Any? I mean, you know, I like making characters. That That's is the only part that of is, those kind of fantasy games I will do. That is probably the most fun. Yeah. Thing to do. Yeah. Uh, your jewel. Show off your jewel. There. Is that have any powers or anything like any charms? Nope. Now, nope. see, you're asking me to make up stuff. <laughs> You just, you just want to be a lady with this hair and a robe. <laughs> just say you're a sorceress. Why can't I be a human? I would be. I am. Well, you are. I didn't say you couldn't be a human, but a human can. Just say, um, just I'm say a... the jewel makes your pussy bigger. <laughs> I was gonna. <laughs> I need, to, <coughs> I need to sneeze, but you're making me laugh, and I can't. I'm, like, sneeze laughing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, no. My... Oh! This necklace... Yeah? Makes me... Um, Never have to fart. <laughs> That's a pretty good ability. 
You can just squat, bend down, and pick things up, not having to worry. Eat, eat all the hot chicken you want, not have to worry about it. We're talking about sharding as well. This necklace gives me the power to glamour you. Ooh, like trick me. Yeah, like for a few seconds I can like tell you to do something. Oh, okay. Whatever that is. Yeah, I'm sure you'll come up with something later. <laughs> you're low low. You just have to when I go like this. I you're think, like putty in my hands. You're I think you're well, your character is definitely ingrained in the cat people tribe. Yeah. And you have a cat man husband. Mm-hmm. And a cat sure. baby. And a cat baby. That's really all you really it want. It came out of my vagina. You don't need... And it did it? Did the claws come out as it was coming out? The babies... Um, the claws don't develop? Well, they're, it's, like a, it's like a kitten. Right. The kitten claws are sharp. That's all you want, though. You just want to be ingrained in the Listen, cat people community. It just is not going to hurt me because I'm its mom. And so this, this is going to be a halfling cat person. Okay, no. Because, okay, Half so cat. but... So you... But this gets back to the second point I made last night. Yeah. Is that maybe I don't actually procreate with a cat man. But I adopt a full-blooded cat man baby. At least adopt a cat baby. It doesn't have to be full-blooded. Listen, we don't know. But it has to be a cat man baby. Because they probably got rough, spiny dicks. Cat woman baby. And that probably, like, hurt. Ew. Well, like, cats have spiny dicks. But what is? where does the man part come in? If the, it's a cat man. The cat, well, I guess it's... Couldn't it have a regular mu- man penis? Like, what's man, what's cat, you know? I don't know, that's what I'm saying. Listen, it's my fantasy. We need to get deep into this lore. And in my fantasy, I'm not having sex with a cat. Man. So I'm adopting... I'm adopting a cat baby. You, you wouldn't... You're ha- it's like a specific... Ooh, I want to be a witch. Yeah, it took you a long time to get there. <laughs> But this, you're not. These aren't cats. These are cat people. Cat people. I, I forget. I don't know their name. Their category mm-mm, name. Mm-mm. It's not like fucking a cat. No, I know. It's like a man but and a cat. You just told me it had a cat penis, and Maybe. I don't want to. Do well, that. I'm wondering. I'm not sure what dungeon ma- manual I need to read to find out not, about their genitals. I'm also not naturally attracted to cat people, but <laughs> if I met the right cat person, you just want that baby. Maybe. You just want that baby. person's sperm yeah remember that sleepwalkers movie yes <laughs> the Stephen the Stephen king movie yes is that kind of what i you're saw thinking? that at the drive-in with my parents <laughs> what a movie to watch with your parents at a drive-in we went as a family they aired that movie out in the open yeah okay the second film they'll do like scary second film they'll do like horror yeah, oh, oh you mean that night yeah, at the drive-in, there'll be two movies, excuse me, while I adjust my natural hair. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, okay. Um, uh, oh. Yes, so a lot of times at drive-ins, the first movie will be a family movie, and then 30 minutes later or whatever, they'll play a scary movie. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, um, like a comedic adventure romp. Yes, I fell in love with Chris Pine. Yeah. I didn't know I liked him. I was a little concerned. There's a certain level of comedy that we get on like TV shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. I blame Joss Whedon a, oh, lo- yeah. a lot for this shit. Yeah. Um, what else do I blame? What other comedies were popping off? Uh, I think it's mostly Joss Whedon's fault, truly. Mm-hmm. Things where characters will, will be like... Um, tell us how you really feel or something like yeah. or how a character will be like well that just happened you know shit like that and whenever i see a character say here that, we go again yeah shit's gonna like the, the quirkiness that that isn't actually a joke it's just a quirky thing to say mm-hmm. boy can i not cut that thing off yeah. faster so i was a little worried mm-hmm. now this movie has kind of a buzz on it yeah it's become i guess something of a sleeper hit it costs $150 million to make. Ooh. I think it made around, its initial opening weekend, it made around 40 something million. Okay. Worldwide, I think that's higher. 
I don't think it's quite made its money back globally, but I think it will. Yeah. Simply for the fact that it got really good reviews. And, it was and, fun. And, and uh, it, this is one of those movies where people went to go see it and then came out of it was like, oh, actually, that was kind of like good. Yeah, I actually think it's the kind of movie that you go out of your way to tell somebody you saw and that it was actually good. And I was very much concerned about a lot of the quirky, quirk lord humor. Yeah. And while I won't say it was 100% absent. No. But I won't say it was, I'll, I'll say it worked. It was fine. And I actually think, and you notice we don't get like pure comedies in the theaters these days. Yeah. Like it's very, like Adam Sandler may be the only person left who could probably put a pure comedy in the theater, right? But we're not really getting like this is a comedy. Yeah. It's got to be like people trying to be cute and funny in like an action movie or yeah. something like it's that. An adventure. That's kind of where yeah. the comedies are sneaking in, and that's mm-hmm. kind of. And I would almost call this more of a comedy than anything else, and it just how goes, it plays up. It's kind of in the same world as like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and like movies. Well, that's maybe a little too silly actually to right. compare this to. It's like somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. But comedy is at the forefront, but there's also heart to it. There's there like a seriousness to it. I really want to be careful not to go beat by beat through this movie because yeah. it is jam packed. Um, excuse me, I have to. Um, oh shit! Uh, Whoa! My hair. I forgot to say that my other. You are a witch. You are a witch. Changing your hair. Change my hair. Yeah. Excuse me while I adjust my my cape so that we can talk about. <laughs> hey, that looks f- r- fucking like a like a sh- like a robe like that, like mm-hmm. a cape. Mm-hmm. There, those are kind of dope. We those we should yeah. kind of rock those out in the world. Okay, have like r- like capes and shit like that with like a little hood like that on it. That seems like the coolest part about those fantasy movies and we the way you see people dress. Walk around with a cape that looks dope, you know. Sure. But I think I like layers. I think a comedic romp for a Dungeons and Dragons movie is completely appropriate. Mm-hmm. Because if I think about, you know, playing tabletop role playing games with my friends, whether it be Dungeons and Dragons or whatever else, the 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 times in which I've played with people and it sucked are when it's very nitpicky and serious by the dungeon master yeah. and they're like a stickler for every little nitpicky thing that was and also there's what and there's not a lot of like a sense of humor by the people that are uh like running shit yeah. but then you know I play tabletop role playing games with my homies and where you know going back I haven't I haven't done one in a long time going back years uh you know we'd play just out of college with my old buddies and we're just we're getting high we're cracking up we're being stupid characters and mm-hmm. we're making dumb jokes that actually encompasses the best times mm. when we're just having like a great time yeah. yucking it up and just being foolish and like having our imaginary adventures that those are the point those are the best role playing moments yeah. It's not when it felt like serious, you know, it's not yeah. that there wasn't threats within the game, but we were just, it's just who we were. We were people yeah. that would crack each other up and try to come up with these characters that were like absurd or had some like weird flaw that you get to like pretend to be. Yeah. And, and, but it was as funny as it was fun. And I felt like that's what the best tabletop D and D games are truly. And I felt like that kind of did capture the spirit. Oh, just moving this around a little bit. (laughs) That that did kind of capture the spirit of what should be when you're playing these kind of Dungeons and Dragons games. The most Dungeons and Dragons game moment, which was truly hilarious, was when they were trying to go across that bridge. And the guy was like... Okay, you have to step on oddly numbered steps, but you skip every fourth step and every fifth step you go backwards. And then halfway through you switch to even steps. But, and then you reverse the order of the backward forward and then truly like <laughs> the kid just stepped on the bridge. Yeah, he, he just props his foot on a rock. He doesn't realize it's part of the bridge. He steps <laughs> on the wrong thing and the bridge just collapses. But it's. It's just, that was the most D&D part of it, and it cracked me up so hard. I know that's, like, so out of context, but, like, when he just started into the rules. 
Yeah. It was just hilarious. Because you also, in that moment, realized, oh, they haven't really said anything to this effect. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Which yeah. was actually, like, really cool to realize in the same moment that something genuinely funny was happening. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it was like, oh. And also, the guy being, like, the most serious, like, non-emotion yeah. character. Yeah. The palate and the very dry He's character. just like... And this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And it's just literalizes everything. Yeah. yeah. Now, Dungeons and Dragons is a thing, you know, over the years, there have been like, there was a movie that didn't fare well in about 2000. I saw that movie in the movie theater. Mm -hmm. It was awful. I think, um, I think the, where we're at, and I think the reason why people, if you hate superhero movies, there's one thing. There is a good reason why we have so many now mm-hmm. in movies like this that can do a really good job of showing fantasy things and, you know, effects and stuff mm-hmm. is that, you know, you look at the superhero movies prior to the 21st century mm-hmm. and there's really not very many good ones at all. Right. You got yeah. like the 89 Batman. That one was good, but it was very much a grounded then you had the 79 Superman, which yeah. is also a really good movie. Yes. But if you look at the effects, it's not really like... But the same way, like you're watching old Star Wars, not the remastered versions. Like, the effects are uh, pretty, you know, dated. But it doesn't take anything away from how good the the movie is. Right. But, but the reason why we have so many things like that, specifically superhero movies, is because it wasn't until we got well into the 21st century that we were able to make them and they not look like complete turd ass shit. Yeah. Like when we went to go see Iron Man in 2008 at the theater, the, the, the superhero thing was still very fresh and we did not expect that to be like an enjoyable movie. Like the expectations were low in terms of what we would see and how they would represent. Mm-hmm. And some of these movies aren't good. and Most like, of them are very average. X-Men seemed so amazing when it came out. Yeah. And now you look at it and you're like, oh. Yeah. But it was so amazing at the time. And the, and the early, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, like. Yeah. They were actually, I mean, they actually do do I look pretty good still. really enjoyed them. But it wasn't really until we got into the 2010s where we, that they could make them look at least good good at a certain level you know Mm -hmm. whereas it was hit or miss as these things are starting to come up but the reason why we get all of the this stuff now is because we actually know how to make them without them looking this is a little bit subjective because i think there's a lot of the over digitization Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we see in these movies is a little bit shitty Mm -hmm. it's not very good but in terms of like big super powered battles and shit like that we can do we can do that now and it like not look too bad yeah and i think it's kind of the same thing with fantasy movies as well or something like there's a lot of cgi here but there are there is a lot of practical effects like i told you the jonathan the birdman thing yeah that was an actual practical outfit because i saw like a clip a behind the scenes clip where they're testing the animatronics of the wings and it looked cool as fuck you know there's a lot of cgi in this movie but there was also like some cool like practical effects, some look like some animatronic puppetry was going on, which yeah. I, I, I do prefer kind of like a combination. I understand why there's got to be CGI and something yes. like this, but I do like it when they utilize practical effects. And like the old Lord of the, the when Peter Jackson made the Lord of the Rings movies, yeah. he built those castles. They were like they called them bigatures. They were supposed to be miniatures, but they were just like you build a castle and it's as tall as you are. <laughs> So he utilized both practical effects Mm -hmm. and like scale modeling as well as CGI. And he was actually one of the early ones to kind of like do a digital wash over those movies. And it was, and it was very impressive at the time, but now it's just fucking overdone as fuck now. It is, but it's more, it's so much more believable. I think it's the way they do the colors when it's bad, you know, when yeah. it's just, it just looks too much like a fucking muddled clusterfuck sometimes. Well, yeah. And there, there's sometimes we've also seen some terrible things. Not this movie. This movie is actually no. fun, but this movie's really good. I really loved, I think you pointed out the only, there was only one time when you were kind of taken out of it by the CGI. Yeah. When the druid is turning into multiple animals, Which but it's a, a difficult, it's a nitpick thing. Yeah. But it's honestly, like that didn't even get to me. And 
you know, we recently talked about Cocaine Bear. Yeah. That was very obviously not a real bear. And right. you don't want it to obviously be a real but bear. But it worked in that context. But it context. worked in that context. There wasn't a time in this movie, though, where even Jonathan that I was like, oh, that's total computer. Which, and now that makes sense that you told me that, but I didn't know it. But once I knew that it was practical, at least part of it, that impresses me so much more. There's an art that if people don't keep doing movies like that is going to be lost. You know, like you need that practical nature. Like you can't, there's like an uncanny valley that you're never going to get away from when it is 100% computer animated next to live action. Mm. Maybe someday, but I don't think we're there yet, you know? And when you add, when you blend it and there's a mixture of practical and CGI, that's the only way you're going to get to a place that feels real. Peter Jackson did show us how to do it. And it makes sense. Like, you think about his body of work. Yeah, yeah. He's been doing practical effects. Yeah. He did practical crazy shit in Heavenly Creatures, you know? like. Yeah, and when he when he was filming, like, in the scenes where Gandalf's talking to Frodo. Yeah. And you needed Frodo to be a little hobbit. They just had Gandalf stand closer to the yeah. camera and Frodo. Like, it was as simple as that. Yeah. But he knew from that. And then... A lot of stuff was angles. Yeah. And I don't know if it was as intense as the way Jackson did it, but you there. But there was like actual like costumes and shit yeah. and and uh, and styles utilized that was actually looked very good in this movie. And you know they played with with size of humans as well, like they the halfling you know, that, characters, yeah. yeah. And but it was interesting because I mean, is that real? Like they're just miniature, same proportion people. You know, after we watched that movie. I was curious. I went about on. This. I went online. Yeah. Because they uh, there's like a Neverwinter free online D and D pack. Okay. That you could download. Okay. And I started sure. up a character and I made a halfling and he kind of looked a little dwarfish. Almost he looked more like a hobbit. Yeah. But I think the like the little tiny people were just supposed to be halflings. But they were just miniature people. Yes, which I actually really liked. Which was actually really funny and. You know, I heard someone else say this, so I'm sort of I'm sort of paraphrasing what another person's opinion, but I agree with it in that it was such an interesting cameo to have in the middle of this movie and actually was one of the more like serious moments. Like it's this sort of like very serious little story and heartfelt story that happens in the middle of this mm-hmm. comedy adventure. Yeah. And it was actually like really sweet. Well, you know what's I've always heard that if you're really good at comedy, mm-hmm. especially when you act and portray or write comedy, that drama comes a little naturally. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, the places that comedy pulls from, you know, yeah. which you kind of got to jump past to get to the funny point. You kind of got to like there is something about it where you kind of have to understand the uh like a serious thing to understand what's funny. When what was it? Awakenings? When Robin Williams was in Awakenings mm-hmm. and people were like shocked yeah. that he could do that. And I even remember then, I was young, but I even remember them being like, of course he can do that. Yeah. Because he does something that's harder, you know, yeah. and that has to come from, like, you have to understand sadness to get comedy. Like, you can't just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have to understand, like, the different, the ups and downs. Look at look, Adam Sandler in Adam's, uh, Punch un, Drunk Love is un, one of my uncut favorite Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. He plays like a degenerate fucking gambler there. So good. Yeah. He, I actually think William, William, what am I saying? Adam Sandler. William Sandler. His buddies call him William. I call him William. We kind of like, like, we're, we're hit or miss on a lot of Sandler movies. <laughs> But we love Sandler as a human. Like we yeah. just we just like him oh as a God. person. Yeah. Who knows how we'll feel about his movies that he puts them out? Like he puts them out for a very specific audience. Sometimes yeah. it's family, sometimes it's just like dumb shit for your buddies. You know but, what I'll say though? But we like we love that guy. Since the beginning though, I've always been hit or miss with him. Because sure. Happy Gilmore was one of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. Billy Madison, no thank you. Oh, wow. I've never watched The Water Boy. Oh, The Water Boy is the never. one that I probably saw the most. Ooh, I back can't in the day. do it when he's. I don't know. All right, we got derailed. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. 
we cannot there's it's too dense to go beep no and i don't think we should so let me like outline the story the best i can okay chris pine is a harper who is apparently like a noble warrior Mm -hmm. of some type um and he marries this lady and they have a baby and they have a baby and then some red wizards come to his house while he's gone doing noble things and they kill his wife mm-hmm. but they were looking for him and she hid the baby and he's got the baby uh he meets up with a barbarian woman who was outcast from her tribe but but failed her relationship that she was outcast from so she goes and she hangs with chris pine's character and they're like buddies yeah but they're like they, brother sister they, and they go and they become thieves and go on adventures together and they raise this child at the same time yes they hook up with a crew of people a sorcerer a halfling elf and this con man is played by uh, Hugh Grant, and they get captured when they're trying to steal a tablet that's supposed to be able to resurrect a life. Yeah. And because when you're stabbed by a red wizard's blade, you can't be healed. But if you have this tablet, Chris Pine leaves his daughter because she's old enough now. He's like, I promise that everything's going to be better when I get back. He doesn't tell her why he leaves because if he fails, he doesn't want her to be disappointed. Yeah, he doesn't want to promise her a mother if he doesn't know if he can get her one. But he's getting something to resurrect his wife. And And it's a dangerous mission. And they're going with this sorceress. And she throws this time spell and ends up getting um, Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez. She's the barbarian. And quick pause... This might be the best use of Michelle Rodriguez I've ever, ever seen in a movie. since Girl Fight or whatever that movie or, was. I've never seen Girl Fight. I remember, wasn't she in a Resident Evil movie? Uh, but she was also, she's also in the Fast and Furious movies, yeah. which you could criticize, but I'm a little bit of an apologist for her. She was the best part of Lost. Oh, yeah. But she's not someone with a lot of range. I love her. She's not someone with a lot of range. But she was utilized so well in this Perfectly. movie. She's perfect. This, in this might movie. be the best Michelle Rod- Rodriguez movie I've ever seen. She plays the barbarian lady. So we when we're so we go into the movie and they're in the prison, and they do this thing where they wait for. He's telling the story. That's how he tells the story. Then they escape by taking Jonathan, the prison guy. Who's a bird man. A bird man. And they jump out the window. And apparently they were going to pardon him because of the story. But but they just. (laughs) This is a part of the comedy of it. So they escape. And then they go meet up. They find out that Hugh Grant, the con that they were with, is the Lord of Neverwinter. They go to Neverwinter. They meet up with him. His kid there. And they realize that he's been lying to his daughter. And that the daughter, he tells Chris Pine's daughter that they left for because, riches. For riches, yeah, he poisons her against her own father. So, so she's like not with. She's not about her dad at this point. And he's still working with the witch woman. The witch woman is his closest advisor, which obviously tips them off because she got them. Yeah, captured. she got them captured, and yeah, she's a red wizard. So. We don't find that out yet, but yes, he does, she is bad. He doesn't make up with the. He doesn't really make up with his daughter. She's mad, but uh, but Hugh Grant sends him off. He's a villain. They're gonna murder. He's a really good villain. Yeah, the sorceress wants them killed, and they escape, and they have to go along a romp of adventures to figure out how to not only get his daughter back, but to save Neverwinter from the red the witch. red sorceress who will who has this plan to bring down. Like some magic that will zombify a whole city and yeah. turn it into an undead zombie. They've done that with other, like they have a whole mm. country that is just them. Yeah. Um. And and like they're undead people, and yeah. it is like these people are, they can't be killed because they're undead. Yeah. And now they're just trying to take over the whole world, and so she she yeah she's like infiltrated this place, and so basically she said, there's this whole big whatever deal where. There's going to be a bunch of riches, and he's going to fuck off with the riches, and she's going to take over the the whole city. Oh, and then they also meet up with that sorcerer elf kid. Yeah, and they meet buddy. a druid, and a druid. Druid can turn into all kinds of animals. The and, girl from it, including an owl bear. An owl, owl bear was my third thing that I fell <laughs> you... in love with. <laughs> I want to hug an owl bear. Yeah, yeah. And so, of course, from that point on, they all have to kind of learn to trust each other. Mm-hmm. 
and you know revelations occur about each other's character Mm -hmm. and of course they all unite to come back to both save neverwinter and to reunite with his daughter Mm -hmm. and um we won't get into the ending of that. No, we shouldn't. Of course, it's a it's a heroic journey. You can imagine they succeed. We won't talk about how they succeed. But there is just a lot of fun stuff. There's a lot of fun stuff. There's also some really sweet moments. Yeah. Some genuinely sweet moments. Uh, Did every joke hit? No. no. But this also just, there's so many jokes that like, but there was like, when they're in the dungeon and the dragon appears and it's like a fat dragon. <laughs> And there's a point where they're trying to escape. They're in, like, the underworld or yeah, something. Yeah, the, the underdark. Underdark, or, yeah. And they were, because they're looking for a specific, like, helmet or something mm-hmm. that will help them break a seal mm-hmm. uh, that's in Never Neverwinter that should help them get the loot back. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, yeah, and, they're, and they go in there with this pal, and we, just, we talked about the pal, and he's a really good guy, but he's very dry, very literal. He's the most beautiful person in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He, a, han- <laughs> a handsome fellow, for yes. sure. And uh, But it was one point where they're trying to escape the dragon, and the fat dragon just starts rolling. Like, he it's just, like, stumbling. Like, he was stuck, and he looked like our dog, Jackie. <laughs> it pick did. up Jackie. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to pick up Jackie. <laughs> if you want to know what this dragon looks like, spoilers, this is what the dragon looks like. See that belly? <laughs> See that belly? He was just rolling around. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was the, you the big fat dragon? You the big fat dragon? <laughs> she, she loved that shit. That dragon was so great. Oh! Yeah. Uh, there is this whole thing where they have to, like, fight their way through these games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, classic... You're captured. I'm going to kill you. No, don't kill me. Let me fight. And then they get away. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was pretty, I mean, it's pretty formulaic, all of it, but it was fun. Um, but they're in this like maze thing and there's all these um, chests. Yeah. And there was a mimic. A mimic chest, which is like a monster disguised as a treasure chest. If you if you're in the we if you get into the weeds and you know the lore of Dungeons and Dragons you get a lot out of this movie. Mimics a lot. I don't even know from Dungeons and Dragons, but I used to play that game Dark Cloud. Yeah, that's like it, the only sort of like adventure game that trap I trap monster. Uh, yeah, 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 it had it had mimics. Like every time you opened a chest, you didn't know if you were going to get a prize or mm. a monster, and obviously that was stolen from like. Or yeah, it's all yeah. from the same like zeitgeist or whatever. And it showed like multiple races. From Dungeons mm. and Dragons, they had the panther thing that can, can project illusions. That yeah, was in the maze like, at the end. It had like, uh, yeah, like a Venus tentacle fly trap. It's like, yeah, yeah, kind of very strange creature. Crazy, very strange. But yeah, that's that's D and D. So I, there's people listening that are like, maybe they're like, I know what that is. That's a blah 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 blah. <laughs> Hey, listen, that's awesome that you know that. I've played this shit, too. I can't retain all the names. Yeah. There's Dragon Kin. Listen, everybody's into their own thing. Yeah. Like, and like bondage. fun. Yeah. Like extreme bondage. Sure. There are lots of laughs here. There's a Bradley Cooper cameo. She, that's the little cameo I was talking about that's actually like a really heartfelt It's Michelle moment. Michelle Rodriguez has a thing for halflings. Yeah. That's her thing. And she got ousted from her tribe for hooking up with... Bradley Cooper cameo. But then she was so depressed because her troop had ousted her, her tribe had ousted her, that, that their relationship, the relationship fell apart. Yeah. And he found another lady who was even bigger than her. Yeah, like a, <laughs> yeah, another barbarian woman. I was just sitting there like, does he stick his whole leg inside of her? Mm. Like, how do they have sex? Yeah, well. Like, there's more things you can do than regular penetration. And also, like, you can have toys. I know there's a lot of ways he people can, can li- have sex. He can literally put his whole self in her. This is what I'm saying. Which, you know, that's probably, she probably looks like, she's probably like, dive in, <laughs> and she grabs the legs, and is okay. like. Okay, we don't need sound effects. <laughs> what do you rate this movie? <laughs> but yeah, we can't remember all the jokes. <clears throat> but this really is a fun romp. Yeah. And if you don't know shit about Dungeons and Dragons, it doesn't matter. It's it's a fantasy movie. Yeah, this is as worthy an introduction into this world weird world. It's all based off of like 
it's all spurting off of what Tolkien made, right? It's yeah. all just coming from that, like every other fantasy yeah. ass thing. But it is, uh, it was a surprisingly pleasant and a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And yet, much like what we talked about when discussing the Super Mario Brothers movie, this is a property that is very prolific. That actually, in terms of major motion pictures, hasn't been beaten to the ground. And I think this one is a sleeper hit now. I think it's, as of this point, it's just under what it would cost to make. But I think word of mouth and critical acclaim and audience acclaim, I think this movie will have some lasting power. And it it feels a lot fresher than a lot of the superhero movies while still kind of going through, you know, that particular formula. Yeah. Yeah, we can go ahead and judge this. I just realized something, though, while you were talking that I didn't realize during the movie. What? Um, cause I was thinking while you were talking, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, but okay. you know, the, the guy who, what was his deal? The emotionless guy, like what was his name or his thing? Zer- Zerk, Zerk, Anyway, yeah. So Zerks? his whole story is that he lived in that land that's been taken over by the red witch people, red yeah, sorcerer yeah. people. And there's this moment Thulians. where it shows, yes, it shows his parents get sucked up by the evil, like, red mist. Right. And he doesn't, but they touch him. Mm-hmm. And then he runs, and that's when that thing shows up on his forehead. And if you notice, the undead people have tattoos on their heads. They're mm. bald. They're all bald, and they have tattoos on their heads. And the same thing you can see at his yeah. brow line is the same as what the start of their tattoos are. And he says to dude, he says to Chris Pine, something in him was lost or died. Yeah. And maybe that's why he's so fucking deadpan yeah. is that he like actually is half dead. But he's also like a genuinely, like the most pure good person we meet in the movie. But it's like, yeah, but it's like he only sees things in sort of like black and white. Like this is a good thing to do or this is not a good thing to do. A pretty, a pretty good characterization of a paladin type. It was great. Okay. Yeah. Rate it. Um, hump it. Hump it. Well, much like your uh, Catman husband. <laughs> That you will marry in D and D world. <laughs> um, where? What town are you from? Waterdeep, um, Neverwinter, Mistwoods. I don't know. I'm making shit up on that last one. Uh, Mistwoods. We'll okay, Mist sure. Woods. We'll say you're from yeah. Mistwoods. Uh, we're gonna hump that cat husband. We're gonna bring your cat husband uh, as a third into our relationship, and we're gonna hump him okay. one through five times. Uh, do you want to go first? Nope. Okay. <laughs> in terms of a fun fantasy romp, this is probably one of the better ones we've seen yeah. in quite a long time. You yeah. Know? There's nothing too self-serious about it, but there really are like dramatic stakes and hopeful moments. And um, yeah, this is good stuff from Chris Pine too. Um I I feel like certain movies we've discussed in the past that star him didn't utilize maybe his natural charm, but this one actually yeah. does. Yeah. And like we said, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, probably one of her best roles and the way uh, she as an actor is utilized yes. in this movie is pretty much like, Perfect. like dead on. Like she, she, it really, it really did feel like a movie that was made for her in yeah. a lot of ways. Like, that's how good her casting in particular was. Because I don't know, you know, if I, if you asked me to cast a D&D movie, I don't know if I would have picked Michelle Rodriguez. But, like, but she, I felt like uh, her characterization and what she was kind of was, it was surprising how good it was. I guess, like, though I was trying to think, like, I mean, I don't know all the characters and traits of those characters, but if you were like, we need a truly tough woman... And and I can't pick a wrestler, you know what I mean? Like, and I have to pick like from. I would have picked one of working the, actors. Probably one of the Olsen twins is probably what I would have picked. <laughs> Mary Kate or Ashley, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> no, they would have been the undead people. <laughs> they would have made great I'm undead. So sorry, sorcerers. I don't mean to uh, body shame them. 
Did you body shame them? Well, I kind of was implying that they were skeletons. Well, you can be a fat undead. I'll, I'll be. I'll some. My character is a f- overweight Although, red wizard. Either one of them would have been a perfect red sorcerer. Yeah, this is that what, would have been that's, actually. That's all you're saying. Yes, that's all you're saying. They would have been perfect. Yeah, I would be the only fat red red wizard. Okay, I'm gonna give it. I had a I had a great time uh, watching this movie. I had a great time just looking at the movie. It also did not feel like it was two hours and fifteen minutes long, yeah. and that is a that is a compliment to it because some of these movies are just long to be long, and I don't feel like there was really anything in this that I would have cut. It is quite packed in. Yeah, there's a lot it is going quite on dense. all the time. I won't say it's not. I won't. It's not hard to follow at all. No, but there is a lot to take in. Although, listen, and I know me saying this is not going to do anything in the world, but back in the day when movies were long, they had intermissions. Yeah, and I think we should bring back the movie theater intermission because now movies apparently are not allowed to be longer than or shorter than two hours and 15 minutes if they are live action. Mm-hmm. So come on at that, like one hour, five Mark. Yeah. People, give me a potty break. People want to take a shit. I had to leave. I had to use the bathroom in the last 30 minutes of this during movie. a super cool part. It wasn't during the last three minutes. It was like right in the middle because it was during the part where they're doing the hither thither thing to get a picture of Paul Shear. The comedian Paul Shear. I swear it was Paul Shear. I really want I need to look up if there's like. I'll get to it later. It's fine. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Okay. Yeah, this is just a straight up good movie. Yeah. I will, it's not like, uh, you know, like, it's not like a fine movie. It's not an average movie. This is actually a good movie. Yes. And uh, you, would you say this is a family-friendly movie? I think they say shit a couple times. Say, Son of a bitch. But that's a funny joke because he was like, you blame his mother for his... Uh, I'm going to say... I think it was pretty family-friendly. There wasn't really anything too gory. No, not really. Although a I've little learned, bit of scary, some things. Well, I've learned that I am so okay with so many things that I can watch something and be like, "No, I think that was fine." And someone next to me will be like, "I would never take a child to that." Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I just, those it doesn't stick unlike, out to me. Unlike us, those people are pussies. I'm uh, I'm stuck. You know what I mean? Like someone might say, "Was there a lot of language in it?" And I'll be like, "Oh no, they maybe said shit twice, and they're just like fuck bombing it, and I just didn't notice." I don't know. I'm torn between a three point seven five and a four. I was thinking three point seven five personally. I think a three point seven five is pretty good. Yeah, I think that. That's a well, that's above average. That's a, a a whole point and a quarter above average, mm-hmm. and this is definitely an above average movie. It is above average movie. Yes. It's just a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 3.75. Yeah, that's a solid 7.5. 7.5. That is the highest tier of a B tier. Nice. So let's see here. Let me pull that up. Uh, that's Jonathan Goldstein's wiki. It's <laughs> not what we need. We're going to go here. So, uh, yeah, this is our new number one wow. B-tier movie. <laughs> you should have typed it next to the one. There's a, I'll have to fuck with this later. There's a little... Um, just, just quit judging me. I can fix your formatting. Yeah. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves by the dude from Freaks and Geeks and that other guy, Mr. Goldstein. Yeah. It gets a uh, what? What's the total? Seven point five. Seven point five. Narrowly missing a tier. Our our, uh, our rating system's pretty pretty um pretty hardcore, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. You know we. I don't know. Like, what is an S tier movie? Honestly, because it's uh, there's only a a half a point window for an S tier. It's got to be a nine point five and up. Name yeah. a movie we've seen lately that might, might 
in the last six months might be an S-tier movie. I can only think of one that I might... I mean, we've seen some. I know a movie really I would give a movie. five to. Is that what you're asking me? Go ahead. Um, the worst woman in the world. I, w- I wouldn't give that a five, but no? I would go pretty. I, I, I think might. I, would. I might hit four on that. That movie. There is something. Spe- I think about that movie. That's a good movie. People should. It's like a Dutch movie. Go, y'all, yeah. go check it out. Man, um, I probably would give Banshees of Insurance a five. Banshees of Inisherin is a good. One. I think that's an A. I don't know if that would hit S. Maybe tier. not a five. Maybe like a five. Maybe you know, maybe, maybe these are both four point five. So um, it's hard to think of a I five. Think, <gasps> I know. What? That uh, Paris, Texas. That's what I was going to no. say. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, the other ones are like four point five. That Paris, might, Texas that is a might, five. That might be an S tier movie. Yeah, it one thousand percent is an S tier. We're not movie. we're not reviewing that one. That is the best movie I've seen in a. Very long. It's time. just a beautiful movie. It's gorgeous, and there's so much more and like, surprising and beautiful. Yeah, like, yeah. The my only complaint about uh, Paris, Texas, like n- nitpick complaint, is Natasha Kinski's dialogue in that weird brothel mm-hmm. was maybe like a little too long. Mm, I was okay with it because I think you were supposed to feel uncomfortable. And her accent is weird. Came off, a, well, came and went but, a little bit, but that's it. Okay other than that, other okay than that, it. perfect. I think that you know, I can get by a little bit of a bad accent because the acting was so good. Yeah. Like she was really good at that role. Like maybe they just didn't need to make her try to do that. So, folks, you'll have a lot of fun going to see Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. There's I would. A Catman there's baby. a Catman babies in it, and then go see Paris, Texas. For a truly beautiful movie, yes, and that, yeah, and that's how that all fell into place. All right. <laughs> so, what do we say when we say goodbye? Death to all traitors. Death to all traitors. Folks, thank you so much for listening to Movie Humpers. If you want to experience us in ways other than audio, I would recommend subscribing to the Movie Humpers YouTube channel so you can see our beautiful faces and all the visual jokes you might not hear on the podcast. Also, you can watch us in our rawest form by subscribing to your very own Bob Sham over at Twitch. I'll probably change it to Movie Humpers or something soon. It just won't let me right now. So for now, it's your very own Bob Sham over on Twitch. The plan is to stream our movie discussions live and you can watch us there uh, before I edit things out that make me look bad. You can also contact us over at moviehumpers at gmail.com or you can follow our mediocre social media on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again and death to all traders.